everybody. Welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B, where our favorite slap meme will always be the one between Batman and Robin. T, how are you doing? <laughs> There's competition for that meme right now. <laughs> there is, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It was just a random thing. Oh, yeah. Was... I haven't heard anything about any other sort of slap-related material. So unrelated to anything that could possibly be in the news feed right now. Anyway, <laughs> perfect timing for this episode uh, because we're going really lighthearted today. Childlike, even. Yeah, we're going to be doing a graphic novelties on a kid's book. Yeah. Can you believe it? Why not? Honestly, I just I saw this book in previews and I thought it was hilarious. And I put it on the ground too far away, so I'm going to have to lean away from my mic. Um <laughs> And so we wanted to talk about it. So today we are going to talk about this is a taco. Let that sink in. <laughs> uh, this is written by Andrew Cangelos with illustrations by Josh Shipley. Uh, it's a short little book about a squirrel named Taco who likes to eat tacos and also like reality altering powers that he apparently has which is neat <laughs> what's so nice about this book is that it's like it's like a starter book for future deadpool fans <laughs> because yeah. it's like very tongue in cheek very self aware and immediately breaks the fourth wall Throughout the entirety of the book. And what I think is neat about that is that by breaking the fourth wall, you're introducing very young readers into a really cool literary technique that's used very well in certain comics, particularly a Deadpool-style comic. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of helping to get them accustomed to the layers that is fiction and and visual fiction in particular,ly yeah. and I think that's awesome. When we gonna get Taco the Squirrel in the MCU, Kevin Feige? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, when are we getting Squirrel Girl? <laughs> I'm sure Taco will be around then. So obviously, being a kids' book, it's very short. It's only a few pages long. Uh, it is basically it is formatted to where there is text on one page and art. On the other, the premise of the book is that the text part is just going through squirrel facts. Yeah. It's like one of those texts, text services that you sign in someone you hate up for. <laughs> and as it's going through, the art is representing what's being said, but our lovable hero, Taco, doesn't like the things that squirrels have to do. Mainly, he wants to just eat tacos. He, at some point in the book, discovers that if he changes the text, it will change what's happening in the world around him, which I think is hilarious and actually fits with a lot of books that I, I really, when I was a kid, I really liked like meta books. Right. Like really like fourth wall breaky books. This is one my mom used to love reading to me because I used to just react to it with like the highest of energies. It was a Grover book yeah. <laughs> and it was called There's a Monster in This Book. And so the whole book was Grover being like, please don't turn this page. There's a monster in this book. And then you turn the page and he's like, the F are you doing? <laughs> I don't know if you heard me. There's a friggin' monster. 
and we're just going toward it. We're and then you moving. turn the page and he'd be like, let me break this down for you. <laughs> Title of the book. There's a monster in this book. So if we go <laughs> if we page by page, there's going to be a freaking monster at some point. I don't know if you're connecting that. And then you flip the page and he's like, do you hate me? <laughs> is that what it is? You want this? And then it turns out he's the monster. Spoilers. Sorry, Twitter. I spoiled there's a monster in this book. No, I think that's true. I and mean, I, I like that. I, you know, I don't want to make any lofty judgments about like, hey, teaching kids stories that break the fourth wall is a really interesting way of giving kids narratives that are more than just surface level. Like a lot of kids media is going to be very surface level. Yes. And I think breaking the fourth wall, I mean, growing up, that was always some of my favorite cartoons were the episodes that really like went meta and like broke the fourth wall and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's an easy to understand, but slightly more complex mm -hmm. narrative style. Yeah. That is really interesting to give to kids because it opens up a broader horizon and makes it really, really unique. You know? No, I agree. My favorite book when I was little was The Teeny Tiny Woman. And there's some <laughs> level of meta where the teeny tiny woman can hear the narration to some extent. Mm -hmm. And so she knows what's coming. And it was my favorite because it had a lot of, you know, reader engagement. Like, at yeah. one point, the teeny tiny woman screams, like, get out of here. Like, she, like, gets really, like, aggressive and is no longer so teeny tiny and is very authoritative. And you're like, yeah, go teeny tiny woman. Mm. <laughs> and so it was very fun to, like participate with yeah and that's what's nice about these fourth wall books is that it it you know emphasizes and supports that active participation with the reading yeah it's you know it's why kids like pop-up books yeah. and like you know books with like cutouts that lead to like the, the very hungry caterpillar right like the book like yes. kind of cut out and then like move along exactly as he eats other things and like you know you can do that in a visual style like that or you can do it in like the actual narrative style and kids get that. Yep. And I, I think it's a nice way if you're building a kid's book, having some sort of fourth wall break or engagement with the reader is a nice way of giving a more complex narrative option for the child reader, mm -hmm. you know? And yep. like I said, I don't want to make any lofty claims about like that gonna make our kids smarter, but like maybe <laughs> if the very least, I don't know. it might engage kids to want to read more and yeah. reading more can make you smarter. Exactly. This book was fun. You know, obviously, if you pick it up for yourself, it's going to be a quick read. But if you have kids in your life, they'll really enjoy it. Uh, it's better paced than most big budget Hollywood movies I've seen recently. So It's true. It actually, like, the literary nerd in me wishes I had taken more time before this episode to really, like, be like, I'm going to do a critical analysis of this is a taco. But, like, the pacing of it is actually really good. There's a mid-book conflict that where the pacing kind of, like, slows down. Usually it's, like, scene to scene to scene by page by page. You know, here's a new scene, here's a new scene. Each page. Very storybook-esque, very fairy tale esque The time, I guess the, the, the frequency of time slows down as a conflict happens in the middle of the book. And then it picks back up again as that conflict's resolved. There's... A giant mutant taco with a unibrow, which I'm sure is an allegory for the ocean or something. I don't know. <laughs> if you and the little people in your life really enjoy this book, you can also find other books by him, such as This is a Whoopsie, 
this is a flying rat, and this is a birthday cake. So this is not a taco in a vacuum. <laughs> this is a whoopsie was the response I had during my first corporate evaluation. <laughs> That's every 9 a.m. meeting I've ever had to be mm-hmm. a part of. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Chris, you don't show up on time. You seem really, <laughs> seem really spaced out a lot of the time. We have this big issue that came up. What do you have to say about all this? And I was just like, this is a whoopsie. (laughs) Also, I quit. (laughs) Anyway, they fired me. Now I do a comic book podcast. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Told you this would be a lighthearted episode. This is a taco. And I, we didn't taco about it enough. Um... Oh my God. Pause for effect. No. The art's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Josh Shipley does really, really good art in this. It's it's delightfully cartoony, but it's well painted. Uh, it feels like uh, kind of an homage to uh, like nature manual art. You yeah. know what I mean? It has that very painted style against kind of off whitish brownish paper. You know? Yeah. So it feels very much like the type of art you'd see in, like, a nature manual. Well, and it's cool how he builds a lot of depth and, like, the squirrel coming out of the page to pop onto the other page to do activities. Like, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of dimension. It's it's just cool. Like, it's it's very engaging. It almost kind of feels like a pop-up book without being a pop-up book. Mm-hmm. And I think that's neat. Like, exactly. It, it, gives, it gives interest and dynamicism to the book and engages a, a younger reader without having to actually physically be like a pop-up book yeah yeah and that's cool there's a lot of action to it yeah i think my favorite page is the page about squirrels rotating their ankles completely backwards Hilarious. <laughs> just a picture of his ankles going wild like a desk chair and <laughs> him screaming <laughs> this is a taco <laughs> this is a podcast this is a podcast <laughs> This is a graphic novel that you should pick up. It is. Especially if you have children in your life. Yes. I'd like to do more of these. I'd like to do more. Maybe we'll do more reviews of like all ages or younger audience yeah. type things. I think we have no- another graphic novel in the graphic novelties in the works and it is not a kid's book. It is a very <laughs> different. It's, it's a very, you know, this is a very different book from what we normally do. And that is also a very different book from what we normally do. We're just reaching, we're trying to reach new audiences. Yep. Expand our horizons. This is a taco from Oni Press, written by Andrew Cangelos, uh, with art by Josh Shipley. Pick it up. Go Check get it, out. it. I'm going to send it to my nieces and nephew. Yes. Uh, so they can enjoy it. I'm also sending them Pokemon cards, because if I just send them a book, then I'm lame. <laughs> <laughs> we understand the real. needs of today. We live in a capitalist society. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bezos. Anyway, they have they have cooler technology than I ever did at their age. So, happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> I hope this was lighthearted enough to deal with all the crazy that's going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you like this episode, you can find more episodes at coverbpodcast.com. Sure. If you didn't like this episode. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) 
if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also go to those places to yell at us about why we're wasting your time on a Monday. Yep. <laughs> but we managed to squeeze almost 12 minutes out of this taco, so. <laughs> this isn't a taco. This is a podcast. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Keep getting them confused. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. We hope you had a good time. We hope you have a good week. Uh, Chris Rock, if you're listening, I hope you found a bag of frozen peas. And Deadshot never misses. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare meme in my taco episode. Thank you. Have a good week, everybody. As always, I've been Chris. This has been Taco. Yeah. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for listening to Cover B. Bye.